You're listening to episode 5 of the We Get The Runs podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about bucket list marathons. Welcome to the We Get The Runs podcast. We're your hosts, Letty and Angela, and we invite you to join us as we chat about all things running. In this podcast, we talk tips, tactics, and strategies to make running a favorite part of your life. Hey, runners. Hey, runners. How are you doing, Angela? I'm doing well. How are you, Letty? How was your week of running? My week of running was non-existent, taking some time. How about yours? That is so funny. Same here, still combating my running-related injury, IT band. So not too much going on there. Are there any other running news? Yeah, so we actually found out on Wednesday that the New York Marathon is going to be canceled. So that puts a damper on everyone who had plans for fall marathons this year. But I think you know a little bit more in terms of what that means for everyone who had been pl- who had planned to run the New York Marathon? Yes, they have uh, a few options. One of them was a refund. The other option is they can donate the value of the entry fee to support the New York Roadrunners Youth Program, or they can opt to get an entry, a complimentary guaranteed entry for either 2021, 22, or 23. That's awesome. So they have the you know those different years that they can look forward to because we don't know how long this thing is going to last. Exactly, and I think that's pretty well justified just because it's such a difficult lottery. Yeah, usually people who want to get in, the best way is either if they're going to do the 9 plus 1, where they either race 9 New York races, um, and then they get in that way, or they volunteer 9 and get in, or they raise money. Oh, so is that through the Roadrunners, through the New York Roadrunners? Yes, yes, that's how they do that. Excellent. Yeah, so this is pretty good news for everybody considering the circumstances. Of course, it's a bummer because it's just one more fall race that's not going to happen. Yes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So on that topic of of races, dreaming of races, so now that we don't have fall races, let's talk through our bucket list races. Since we are not able to specifically plan for a race, since we don't know when they're going to happen, we but what we're dreaming them. of. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so let me see. What's on your list, Angela? What's your number one? And let's be as exotic as we can be, you know, if we had all the money in the world to travel wherever we wanted to and um, time would not be an issue, then what would we choose? Okay, so what I would choose, I think my number one is the Great Wall of China Marathon. And that is because when I ran my first marathon, for some reason I was so interested in the Great Wall of China Marathon. This is when I was like, I don't know, 22 or something like that. (laughs) So ever since then, I've wanted to do this race. And, you know, it's not really a race because of, you know, all the steps and everything that's involved in it. It's not something, definitely not something you're going to PR. Right. Um, You know, it's more for the experience, but I've always wanted to do that. So I'm hoping to do that for my 30th birthday. 
Very nice. Yeah. So a little info on that. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime race but don't care about a PR, tackle the 5,164 steps of the world's most famous landmark, the Great Wall of China. It's hot and humid. The weather is taxing. It has steep climbs that are intense, but views of the Great Wall on the countryside are fantastic. So that is in, generally in May. Wow, that's a lot of steps, Angela. <laughs> you better be sure to plan a lot of recovery time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And just take it slow. You know, I think that's one you just do for fun. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what I kind of found too while doing this research. A lot of them are not to PR. A lot of them are just going to be to travel and sightsee and, and have a reason to go into a place that you normally wouldn't go and see something more extreme. Yeah, I agree. I think you're right. You know, I think... You know, what we're talking about more so is adventure bucket list races, but there's probably bucket list ones that you do want to PR. Absolutely. And I'm sure we'll have some of those too. Yeah. So what are some of yours? <laughs> so my number one right now is the Paris Marathon. Um, the number one reason for that is because my brother said he wanted to do that one if I wanted to run it with him. And I said, absolutely. If it's not canceled, let's do it. And this could be one where you could try to PR. It's uh, in the month of April, which should be good weather. And when I say good, I mean probably like 60s, 70s. Um, it's breathtaking views of the Champs-Élysées, Bois de Vienne, and it offers an incomparable backdrop with spectacular views and landmarks all along the route. So that could be a fast one and also sightseeing. And if you don't sightsee during the race because you're trying to run fast, you can always take <laughs> a couple of days before or afterwards to, to enjoy Paris. That sounds like an amazing race, Letty. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What's your next one? So my next one would be the Big Sur International Marathon in Carmel, California. So that race takes place in April, and I think I'm most attracted to that one just because of the views, you know, the views of the ocean and that huge bridge that you run over. I love running over bridges and the views that you see. So, I mean, that one looks like it's it's got to top all the other bridges that you could possibly run over. Yeah. Is that one you've have you ever done that one? I've never done it. I've driven across that bridge, oh. and, and that part of California is absolutely breathtaking especially now that you've been living in Flatland, Florida for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Here, a little summary on it. It's the world's largest rural marathon and a highlight on just about every list of top marathons there is. While the energy and organization of the 4,500 runners is always on point, it's the sweeping Pacific Ocean views that are nothing short of breathtaking and the reason that the race sells out so quickly. So apparently it sells out very fast. Wow. I mean... From its description alone, it's very, very attractive. Yeah. It's and definitely one to look out for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe you can try to get into that one. <laughs> you probably need like an extra year of time to try to get into it just because That's you so don't true. know. I wonder how they do that when they sign up for Big Sur if you have to sit by the computer and wait for the time when it opens or... Oh, I know people who do that for races. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, if it opens up at 5 a.m., they're up at three, getting ready, you know, like waiting for that time to go off because that's how quick they sign, they, you know, they fill up. Wow. So what's your next one? Um, my next one is Berlin. Um, and that was because it's a fast course, world record course. I was actually supposed to run it, like I said, this year. Um, and then it got canceled. But 
I mean, I like the idea of Berlin because I'm German and, and it'd be a marathon in my country and it'd be, you know, I could do that while I travel back to visit. Um, a little bit of information is, uh, well, the highlight of the festival is when the runners make their way through the Brandenburg Gate. Um, I'm not sure how big it is, but, you know, just alone the idea of running through the Brandenburg Gate, I don't know if you know the significance of it, but it represents um, freedom, basically. Uh, unity and freedom since the Cold War had ended when the wall came down in 1989 when I was uh, very very little and uh, yeah so I don't know it'd be a really emotional marathon to run I think and wow. awesome and fast yeah that would be awesome I've actually been to Berlin you have yes and I and it's funny at the time I wasn't much of a runner but I did run and I remember sitting in that you know that main town square area and thinking about the race Oh, how cool. Yeah. Well, maybe it's time for you to enter that lottery. <laughs> that <laughs> maybe lottery one is, day. Yeah. I'll come with you. <laughs> the lottery is not so bad. Um, it was a, I think it was about a 50% chance, 50-50, to make it in. So That's it's not nothing bad. compared to um, New York, but I have no doubt that, you know, all the big ma major, what do they call the avid major marathons, they all are getting more difficult and more difficult to get into. Yeah. That's so true. I, when I wonder, you know, once things come back to normal, is it that races are going to be more filled up? Or, you know, what that's going to look like? That'll be interesting, too. Yeah, I would speculate they would be just because everybody's been deprived of them so much that they probably want to. Yeah. Really itching for a run. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one, it seems like you keep picking all the fast ones and I'm picking all the... <laughs> Fine, I'll get there, one. don't worry. <laughs> so I picked the Kilimanjaro Marathon. Oh, wow. So that one is in March. And based on the description, you will not actually climb to the top of the mountain. You, But it was it's the world's highest freestanding mountain that will tower over 6,500 runners, including many locals. The weather is hot, and halfway point slope can be hard. But the beauty of the mountain is lush green surrounding and the energy of the local villagers helps the racers coast into the downhill finish. So it sounds like it's an uphill and then a dramatic downhill. So Wow. Sounds really cool. It sounds like a once in a lifetime kind of a thing. You know, like, I think we talked about this a little bit before. It's one thing to visit somewhere, but it's another thing to run that place and to run the race there and experiencing it in that perspective. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It sounds uh, super exotic. And then especially if you tie it into a bigger vacation, you could go to Zanzibar Island afterwards <laughs> and, uh, and just enjoy life. That sounds great. Definitely a bucket list. That's a good one, Angela. Thanks. So let me see. My next one is, well, I have Boston as my next one. And <laughs> it's ironic because you said I pick fast ones. Boston's <laughs> actually not that fast. I heard it's, um, you know, difficult too. So... I don't know. I wouldn't run it as a PR race. I think whenever I get to run Boston, it's going to be a victory lap type of race. Um, and, and, you know, the attractiveness of Boston is just like we said last week. It's just difficult to get in because you have to qualify and you want to be in that scene where, you know, everybody is cheering you on. So Boston would be my next one. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's every April on Patriots Day. So that's one that you can always plan ahead for. Very cool. Yeah, and you're already qualified, so that bucket list is going to come true. <laughs> Just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, the next one I have, of course, another adventure. <laughs> the Inca Trail Marathon to Machu Picchu. So this is in Peru, and it's in the summer. So a little description, it is... 26.2 miles along the rocky Inca trails. There's tunnels and steps. You won't see any bibs or spectators along the route, but for the experienced trail runner, it's a strenuous and rewarding journey to the ancient lost city of Machu Picchu. It's 10,400 feet of gain and 11,000 feet in elevation. Wow. Is, was that an ultra you said, or is it no, it's a marathon. Wow. But it's, I guess, more geared towards trail running. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because of all the climbing, it'd probably be even more difficult than the Great Wall. Sounds like it. But it, it sounds, sounds really awesome. Very cool. Wow. That'll be a fun one. That's a good bucket list one. <laughs> <laughs> all these fun places to visit. Yeah. So my next one is... Um, the Comrades Marathon. Have you heard of it? No. So it's in South Africa. It's supposed to be called, I mean, it's uh, also known as the Human Race because it's actually an ultra. It's, uh, I think, 55 or 56 miles long. Very cool. And um, it embodies the uh, camaraderie, selflessness, dedication, perseverance, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a very, it's the greatest and oldest um, ultra marathon in the world. And um, the direction of it actually changes every year. So one year you're going up, the next year you're going to go down. So, you know, it'd be nice to pick a year where it's going down if you're going to go 55 <laughs> or 56 miles. But, That's awesome. Yeah, I was watching a video on it on YouTube and it was very, um, just very colorful and very inviting. Just people from all over the world that love running and help each other out while they're running it. and. I don't know. I feel like those races are going to be very humbling and, and just life lessons. Yeah. Find yourself on the course. That sounds awesome. Right? Yeah. And to visit South Africa. Yeah. All right. Next one. Let's see if I can pronounce this correctly. I'm definitely not. Maybe you know how to pronounce this better. The, the Jungfrau. Oh, Jungfrau. Oh, Jung, how do you say it? Jungfrau Marathon. Jungfrau. <laughs> Jungfrau. <laughs> So this is in Switzerland, Interlaken, Switzerland. So I've been to Interlaken also. Absolutely beautiful. So I would love to go back. Nice, <laughs> yeah. Were you there for skiing? I went there while I was studying abroad, and I was there for two days. Oh, how cool. So we just kind of toured the area, and this was the coolest part. We took the red, you know, the red train from mm -hmm. Switzerland down into the top of Italy. Wow. That was amazing. So I got to see all of that, you know, like all of the mountains and and all of that and the trails and everything, but this would be an opportunity to actually be on it and be running it. Yes, or walking. Running and walking, <laughs> I would imagine. Because it goes up quite a bit. Yes, you're right, you're right. Yeah, so it's described as a demanding marathon that races to the top of one of the most magnificent mountain ranges in the world. Don't be fooled by the first flat 10K along the lovely Lake Breens in Interlaken probably wrong no hill training can prepare you for the relentless trail ascents to come as you approach yeah i don't know how to pronounce that eager eiger mönch and jungfrau oh man three mountains you're the best there you go <laughs> so those three mountains <laughs> the mountaintop finish is legendary with panoramic views at 2100 meters above sea level 
Beautiful. That's awesome. That was actually on my list as well. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'm glad that we overlap. Maybe we'll run it together one day. That sounds like a good idea. Right. And then we'll take the train. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds. It sounds like a very fun marathon. Just, you know, probably a lot of walking. Obviously, a lot of walking as well. And then you know, people coming out and wearing their traditional outfits. And then you have that big horn that they play in Switzerland. Um, during that day, they play that a lot too. And just give you a real uh, touristy experience I'm sure that is so cool but it sounds amazing I agree I agree it does it sounds really cool all right we'll go to that one yeah <laughs> do another one since I overlapped with you oh I'm sorry that's okay okay the next one I have is the Patagonian International Marathon so this was in Chile or Chile in September. So this is an eco-friendly race that gets you in touch with nature as you pass the luminescent lakes and cliffside waterfalls in postcard-like landscapes. Sounds gorgeous. There's no prize money for winners, but each of the 1,000, so there's only 1,000 runners, who finish the mountainous course in Torres del Pane, Pain, Pain, Pane National Park. The race plants a tree in their honor as a part of Corre a Reforesta campaign. <laughs> Run and reforestation campaign. Ah. So I guess, you know, everything that the money that goes to it is probably being used for that. Very cool. Yeah. That sounds, sounds awesome. very awesome. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. And I've, I've always wanted to go to Chile. Chile. Very nice. <laughs> I'm glad you found that one. Yes. Okay. What do you have next? I have the Big Five Marathon, which is also in South Africa. It's at the, and now I'm going to butcher it, it's a Bini Game Reserve. Um, and it's basically, co well, called Big Five because they have the Big Five game. They have the, the elephant, rhino, buffalo, lion, and leopards there. It's um, on a game preserve. And um, basically, the only way that they keep it safe is uh, there's helicopters and armed rangers. So you literally run through the territory of the Big Five what yeah so you know it is on my bucket list and while i talk big i probably wouldn't sign up for it because at this point in my life i really feel like i mean what do you do what if you know this this lion just sees you and says <laughs> that's a yummy <laughs> treat and and gets you you know yeah, right yeah so that's why you run fast i will run this marathon whenever i'm done with this world when i'm super old and ancient <laughs> I feel like it's my time to go, and I'm going to go <laughs> during a marathon. You know, what better time, right? And that's when it would not happen to you. Right, because I'll probably be too old to board a plane, and they won't let me go there. They'll be like, nope, you can't. The course oh, has to be funny. run in 11 hours, and you're going to be 20 hours or something. I don't know. I don't know. But there's no fences, no rivers, and really nothing that separates you from the wildlife. Wow. Okay, we'll table that one. All right, my next one, on a lighter note, <laughs> is the Florence Marathon. So I know most people, if they want to run a race in, in Italy, they generally want to do the Rome Marathon. Uh -huh. but, so I studied abroad in Florence oh. when I was in college, and I thought they would have a half marathon. So I signed up for what I thought was the half marathon because, of course, it was lost in communication as I was registering. And I come to find out it was not a half, it's a full. So I didn't, of course, I didn't do it. 
because I was not, I mean, I was trained up to eight miles. So, but was it, so I guess it was a point to point. It wasn't a, you know. I believe it was a point to point. Okay. Yeah, I did watch it and it, it was all through the town. Wow. So throughout the whole area. And so that would be such a cool experience. They go by the Duomo and, you know, and all the different, like, gorgeous, beautiful architecture in that city. So that has to be awesome. Oh, that would be nice. Does it go a little bit into the countryside as well? Mm, not too much because the countryside is a little further off from Florence. Mm-hmm. You know, Florence is in Tuscany, so, but it doesn't go out to, you know, to those rolling hills and all of that. That's but, what I was hoping you would say. Yeah, I don't think so. But still, still, it'll be all throughout that city. So that sounds really cool. You know, running and you smell pizza and pastries <laughs> and every other amazing smell in Italy. <laughs> yeah, and by the time you're done running this marathon, you're going to be angry because you want some pizza. <laughs> well, there's plenty. Right? And gelato. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Definitely you can uh, eat afterwards. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> so my next one is the Australian Outback Marathon. Ooh, and that's fun. in the Northern ter- Territory of Australia... Uluru. Um, it's usually in July, and I think that's their winter. Um, and uh, it says, feel the kilometers slip by you as, it, as you take an awe-inspiring sight of Uluru and Katatiuta, the Olga range, the Olga's range. This inspiring backdrop will encourage you to work through the burn and achieve something truly special. The Australian Outback Marathon has four running events, full, half, you know, got your variety, six kilometers, 11 kilometers. The terrain varies throughout the course with most of unsealed roads, bush trails, and tracks. The Red Earth Route takes the runners on a journey through Australia's Outback with stunning views of the Ayers Rocks. The, inca- the entire course is relatively flat from a topographical point of view, but there are a few little inclines here and there. A couple of short sand dunes also make the appearance, and whilst they are not long or high, they will certainly feel like a challenge when running up them. So definitely one for sightseeing, I think, if you're ever in Australia in July. Right? Sounds awesome. It does sound like a lot of fun. And So my last one is a local race in New Jersey. So it's the New Jersey Marathon, and I put that on there because that is from my hometown. Ah. And I run that route all the time. I've run the half several times. But since I started working with the New Jersey Marathon, so I manage their volunteers every year, I've never had the opportunity to run the full marathon. So that's definitely on one of my bucket lists is to run that race. It's a flat course, so it's a great course for anyone who's trying to PR or qualify for Boston. Um, almost like the full second half of it is all along the beach. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. It, it does stink if you do get caught with wind. That yeah. does happen sometimes. But if it's not a windy day, if it's a perfect, beautiful day, I mean, it's definitely a PR course. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and then you get to see your family and have them be there as spectators, which probably makes it even better. Yeah, so one day. Yeah. So I have um, a couple more. I have, have you heard of the Loch Ness Marathon in Ireland. Ooh, no. Yeah. That sounds great. Sounds very exotic. It's the Baxter's Loch Ness Marathon, and they say it's one of the most stunning marathons in the world with spectacular scenery, fantastic atmosphere, and a truly memorable experience because it's voted one of the top 10 uh, UK marathons by Runner's World. Very cool. Yeah. 
I'm gonna have um, New York Marathon because, you know, of what you hear about it, just crowd support and the experience of running New York. And of course, it's very difficult to get into it. So that makes it more desirable for me. <laughs> that race has got to be amazing. Last year, I, I worked with their team. So I was there at the start line. It was my first time working that race. So it was, you know, being there for that experience was so awesome. I got to see everyone at their at the start, how they lined up, and then seeing them run over, I believe it's the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, run over the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge to enter into New York City from Staten Island. It was really cool. Did you see any cool people at the VIP? So I met Dean Karnazes. Very nice. Which was pretty cool, um, but not not many other than that. Okay. But it was really cool. It was a really awesome experience just to see all the runners and see them prepare for it. It was freezing. Oh my gosh. That morning, but you know runners. They just <laughs> it go for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably wear layers and then you'll be fine once you start moving. Yeah, they ditched all the layers, yep. Yeah. And then uh, let me tell you about another one I have. It's called the Antarctica Ice Marathon. Ooh. It's the southernmost marathon. Um, on Earth, and uh, yeah, it's it's a very unique experience. Sometimes there's winds at 25 knots. Um, there won't be any penguins, they say, <laughs> or crowds because nobody lives this far south. So it'll just be very quiet and a different experience. And of course, you have to wear a whole different um, attire, you know, the tracks for your shoes and that kind of stuff. Wow. They do have a course cutoff that I think I read was about six or seven hours. So, so I'm not sure how that plays out. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just sounds super exotic to go to another continent to do a marathon and have it be that, and then get out of there and go somewhere warm (laughs) afterwards. That sounds crazy. I believe that marathon is part of the... Have you ever heard of the, the World Marathon Challenge? No. Where you run all... I think, I believe it's six different marathons throughout the world, and they're one day after another. Oh, wow. No, I've never heard of that. Really? Yeah, they do it every year, and there's a select few people that will, you know, will enter it and pay for that. Oh, my gosh. you know, a lot of expenses involved, but as soon as you're done with a race... Whatever mar- you know, whatever marathon that is, then you get on a plane and you travel somewhere else for six days in a row. That's brave. That is so <laughs> brave. How do they not need that recovery? That's part of the challenge. Yeah. Wow. Respect for that. Definitely. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. I don't know that that's part of my bucket list, but it sounds awesome. It's not online unless I have a week in between <laughs> to spend in that certain continent and. Um, actually enjoy it a little bit more than running yeah right but it's pretty brave i mean who knows maybe we'll look at it differently in 30 years that's so true (laughs) when you've already seen the whole world (laughs) and you have excess money extra money yeah right right (laughs) (laughs) so then uh another one i found that i found very interesting is called the marathon du medoc it's also in france it's uh 10 miles north of bordeaux and um, it's a wine marathon. So there's 20 wine stops and food stops. And people wear costumes every, every year. So it sounds amazing. Like a fun marathon, you know. Um, let me see. 
It's famous for the wine tasting and outlandish costumes. Um, and uh, it's, it's in nature, so sounds very fun. It sounds like a really good time. It does sound like an amazing time. I would love to have that on my vacation. Just because you're not taking it very serious, you're not stressed out about it, and you know there's a lot of good wine and food coming. <laughs> you have a different problem about finishing it. You know, <laughs> That's so true. Not for exhaustion. <laughs> and all the cool people you'll meet along the way. That sounds great. Yeah, it does sound fun. And then the last one that I have is the Three Country Marathon that goes from Germany through Austria to Switzerland and then ends back in Austria again. What? Yeah. So it's at the Lake of Constance, which is where I was born. It sounds gorgeous. And what a cool experience. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're running state to state. You're running country to country. Yeah, I guess. In yeah. one race. In one race. And then you return back to uh, Bregenz in, in Austria. And, you know, that's a fun place to, to end and vacation to. That's awesome. Yeah. So I would definitely join you for that one. I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't think this one ever sells out, you know, just because it's it's very common in Europe that you have the countries close by. So I think this is more exotic sounding for people from other countries. That makes sense. Paolo Lorano says, I've been lucky enough to run New York City and I would run it again and again. I spent many years in New York City and so any run there is special to me. I would love to run any marathon in the Bay Area where I grew up, but in terms of destination marathon, I'd say the Great Wall of China Marathon because of the very unique views and challenge. Big Sur to celebrate the beautiful California coast and the Medoc Marathon for the steak and ice cream and maybe some wine. So that's funny. He covered all three of our bucket list marathons that's as so well. That's so cool. Yeah. And New York. So, Paolo, we are on your page. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, next we have Brandon Spicer, so the Vancouver Marathon. Very cool choice. Okay, because of the scenery and the Portland Marathon, because of Steve Prefontaine. That's awesome, the legend, le legacy that he left there in Oregon. That's awesome. That sounds fun. Yeah, that does sound fun. All right, next we have Antarctica. So Rocky Morales, any marathon or ultra in Antarctica? So you guys can head to Antarctica together. <laughs> He's been, so I've been stuck at six continents for the last 14 years, and I'm 49 years old. I just keep going back to my favorite place, Southern Africa, rather than finally going to Antarctica, but it's not even possible right now with two kids, three and seven. Oh, that's, that's so true. I'm so you, sure you can relate to that, Letty. <laughs> Have already run a ton of bucket list marathons, including Boston, New York, London, Paris, Comrades, and two oceans, but I would like to get my kids to all of the, co the other continents before we go to Antarctica in a few years, and this way my wife, daughter, and son all become seven continent members together. Oh, wow. That's really cool. I love that he's involving his family in it. Yeah, he's, he's showing him the world and gets to run marathons. That's awesome. Very cool. He said next on his list is the Revel Big Bear Marathon for the third year in a row, Legacy Runner followed by his second Honolulu Marathon for his 216th and 217th marathon. Oh my goodness! Wow, he is serious! He is no joke, Rocky! <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's also booked for two Oceans Marathon, including a week-long Cape Town visit, followed by a week-long photo safari. 
This guy's pretty cool. All right, so also going to Antarctica is Audrey Datsun. And then we have a few who are interested in the Great Wall of China. Okay, so we have Jackie Winkle wants to go to Great Wall for the scenery, and it's very original. I'll let you continue on that. Yeah, and then also Carol Ann Reese Parrott says, Great Wall of China Marathon 2014 was a great place to be proposed to and a memorable marathon. Gala dinner, over 50 countries represented. Feels like you're part of a mini Olympics. Amazing sights, wonderfully organized. I'm going to treasure the proposal for my dearest late husband, Mike Parrott, for the rest of my life. The marathon itself is over 2,000 steps on the wall itself, grueling and according to Mike, but worth every step, especially when I was waiting at the finish line with a yes. That's very cool. I can't imagine traveling somewhere than being proposed to. Sounds amazing. Yeah, and at a place like that. Very cool. Okay, next we have Bob Eskew. So the Angkor Wat, this is in Cambodia, International Marathon. He says, why? Cultural richness, trail running, and an adventure. That's very nice. Chandra responds that she also ran the Angkor Wat. Um, they only have a half, but it was amazing, and the site is monumental. So that definitely sounds like a beautiful place to travel to. I've been to Cambodia one time, and um, it's where they filmed Tomb Raider, and it's just really amazing scenery and the temples and just everything is just gorgeous there. So that would be cool. Chandra also says that she plans on be queuing before age 60. She's 55 now, and uh, she wants to be queued because she'd be the first Indonesian woman to do so. And of course, she wants to run Boston. Her, her goal is to run all six majors by age 60. She's done four so far, and she wants to run a race in all continents by age 60 and she's also done four. Oh, now that I think of that that she mentions that that world marathon challenge it's one marathon in every continent oh that's what it is okay I remember now okay that Got sounds it. even uh, more difficult you know with flights and everything yeah it sounds crazy <laughs> but I'm also gonna, really cool I want to look into it and see how they do it because Imagine you run a marathon in the morning, and then if you don't run it very fast, half your day's eaten up by the time you get to the airport, and when do you sleep? No, that's what it is. That's what makes the challenge. Wow. Some, of the, some days they don't sleep. That's They're crazy. They're lucky if they get to sleep and eat on the plane. So crazy. And then get up and run another marathon the next day. And bring enough clothes for different weather. and All weather, yeah. Yeah, wow. it's really cool. I believe they have a, it's on Facebook. I remember watching it live one year, the World Marathon Challenge, and they put it on live because Ryan Hall ran it one year. So oh, I was wow. watching it. Yeah. I'm going to cool. have to Google that when I get home. Yeah, definitely look that up. Yeah. All right, next we have Deanna Thomas. So she said, Rome. I tried to sightsee it a couple of years ago, and it was too rushed. I've done that too in Rome. Too rushed. Definitely got to go back. I'd love to run the streets and see the city at my own pace. Every marathon is such an awesome opportunity to see the city in such a unique way. I so agree, Deanna. On that note, I wanted to insert that um, there's, a, there's a movie about the Rome Marathon. It's called Spirit of the Marathon 2. And it's a film that chronicles around the journey of seven marathon runners leading up to competing the 2012 Rome Marathon. It received a one... Okay. 
So there's one guy in there, his name is Mimo, and he owns a pizza, pizza place called Pizzeria Il Podista, the runner's pizzeria, and it follows him and his cousin, and then it also follows Julie, a lady from Los Angeles who's been running um, after a divorce and started running 52 marathons in 52 weeks to raise awareness for pancreatic cancer. So that's just some more information and it's also kind of, I don't know, I always like finding um, movies about marathon running. just think that's interesting. That is, that's really cool. And whoever watches it, they can you know, gain more insight if they want to run their own marathon. Exactly, they, they can see it. it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Next we have Faith Demane or Demane. There's a marathon in France with wine and at the water stops. Is this the one you mentioned? Maybe. And one in Africa that you run past lions. Oh. I think we mentioned both of these. Yeah. I thought both were too intense for my first, so I chose Napa Valley. Very cool. For the net downhill and vacation aspect. There's a marathon that hits three countries in Europe I want to do as well. Oh, man. She's, she's on the same page as us. All right. Next, we have Randy Grant. So he says... Great Australian Outback Marathon. So I've been blessed to visit there twice, and it holds a deep connection because two dear friends and a special place in my heart for both Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians. It's one of the few places in the world I feel drawn to return to. Nice. Sounds amazing. That's the one we spoke about, too. (laughs) Martin Greenway says comrades is my on my bucket list for the ultimate test for myself mentally and physically to be lost in my own thoughts about life and everything in general pushing my soul and my being to the end comrades is the ultimate human race up against all odds i've seen my husband do it and it would i I would love to be there lost in the charismatic countryside sounds awesome yep that one sounds amazing all right next we have sarah babchuk I want to earn my six stars. So I have Chicago so far and hopefully New York City this year. Oh, unfortunately not, Sarah. But next year's New York City. Was supposed to run Tokyo this year, but that was canceled. So I'm deferring to 2022. Then obviously have to get into and run the other three at some point. Otherwise, I want to run in as many different countries as possible. She's from the US and the Rome Marathon seems especially cool also. All right, next we have Mark Buchamp. So he says, Cowtown, I don't go far. They have the best bling and cannot think of a better second marathon. Very cool. We'll have to research that one. Yeah. Next is Julie Dawn. She says the Aruba Marathon because she loves Aruba. The trade winds are cooling, and then her husband won't vacation there with her for, or her husband will vacation there with her for a week. That sounds fun, Julie. That sounds like a good plan, Julie. So Paul Chavez says he wants to run the Iceland Marathon. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Probably beautiful. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's probably going to be, you know, that blue lagoon that you can go to afterwards. That's true. Yeah. Be a good, fun vacation. Yeah. Maybe the Northern Lights. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Depending on what time of year, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Denise Soriol says Everest Marathon. She ran it in 2019 and was brought to tears before numerous times from the magnitude of the beauty that she saw. She's already planning her return for 2021. Um, 
Also, since we're affiliated with the race, we camped at base camp for two nights. Usually that's only reserved for those with permits to summit. So she's got the in on that. Sounds fun. That does sound fun. I didn't even know Everest had a marathon. I had no idea, <laughs> but I also learned from you about the Inca Trail today, so that's really cool. Yeah, so cool. So many cool races out there. Okay, so Mary Ann, she wants to do Honolulu because she needs to get back to paradise. Very nice. And then we have Ilona Brooke. She wants to go to Venice. That would be a really cool one too. So she wants to go to Venice because it's her favorite place on earth and the best one. So apparently the best race. I'm curious how that would work because I was in Venice last year. Oh yeah. And I was trying to run there and I felt like everything was very narrow. It's very narrow. Very cobblestony. So, I mean, not to say it's not beautiful. It would just be one of those scenic ones and not a... Berlin fast flat course. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. And you really need to know your way around because it's so easy to get lost. Next we have Jim Hamilton. So he wants to run Dublin, Dublin Marathon, because he likes to drink and run. And drink, <laughs> he said, and then Ber Berlin. Because there's beer in Berlin too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So then Sarah Nurse says, my bucket list is the Goofy Challenge. I realize that's not just a marathon, but it's a whole experience. I imagine it would be wild hard, very fun, energetic place to be and finish to be proud of ourselves. Plus, it's all about the bling, right? That's so true. So do the goofy challenge. No, I was going to ask you, do you know what that is? I believe it's where you run a 5K, a half, and then the marathon. It, it might be more than that. The go I know the goofy challenge is the hardest one. So that one is through um, with Disney. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So... I had heard the name of it, I just didn't know exactly what it was, but I know you start with the shortest race and then it moves all the way up to a marathon on Sunday. Yeah, it might be 5K, 10K, or, you know, something like that. Nice. Next we have Sarah Garth. Her favorite exotic travel marathon was the Rapa Nui Marathon in the Easter Island. She loves everything about it. Also her dream exotic travel marathon would be the Tucson Marathon in Arizona. So that sounds absolutely gorgeous. That sounds like a fun time. I think we'll have to research the one in Tucson just because it's so close to home and we won't have to travel internationally for it. Yeah, that sounds like a fun one. And I think that's the end of our um, listeners. And uh, thank you guys for your input. That was very interesting and uh, definitely inspiring. Yes, so runners, enjoy this on your long run tomorrow. We, we'll all be dreaming of all these fun races that we can do hopefully next year and the years to come. That's right. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a review, uh, if you can, on iTunes. That would be great. And you guys have a great week of running. Enjoy. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast. And you can also like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. Our account you can find under WGTR Podcast. Thanks and have a great week of running. This podcast is sponsored by Zulu Audio, where you can listen to hands-free audio without drowning out the world. They are hands-free speakers designed for active people, including a lightweight magnet, which allows you to wear the speakers on your shirt, opposed to plugging into your ears. They are perfect for runners and cyclists who are looking to stay safe and listen to music or a podcast while on the go. You can find these earphones at ZuluAudio.com and use WGTR 
for a 5% discount code.